Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, uh, you can't be fooled again. The boxing match took place, proving fighting might not be easier outside of the cage, but it's a hell of a lot more fun inside the cage. It's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparza. Raf, you drew a little bit of inflammatory remarks because of mm-hmm. your stance on the boringness and exacerbated response from the boxing community after, I guess, Manny Packy something. Um, he got impeached or there was a decision. I don't remember the details, but something about a fight loss. Oh, I've been ruffling feathers apparently left and right. Yeah, with your shitty heel hook defense. How then... dare you? <laughs> like, guys, we're going to tie all this together, but I'm going to start where I'm going to start. This is a beautiful prelude into the 4th of July weekend. We're so going to means... get in touch with the fans. Mm-hmm. Or whoever's means... commenting on social media, both. Some people have some opinions, Kevin, and some aren't right. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. So, Chris Clavetter of the uh, Jiu-Jitsu After Dark podcast, probably the weirdest named of all of us podcasts. Like, I think I can make a better case for BJJ Brick than I can for Jiu-Jitsu After Dark podcast. Jiu-Jitsu After Dark sounds like a porn every time. And maybe that's what they're going for. I know they get drunk and they just have fun. So I'd Chris, watch Jiu-Jitsu After Dark. Uh, I'd watch, you know, Jiu-Jitsu After Dark goes to camp. Uh, mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu after dark. Does Dallas getting a rain? <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I know. I got it, Kevin. It's yeah. fine. That sounds hot. What I'm saying to you is this. Okay. So Chris, a noted libertarian, said we wouldn't have Independence Day if we just did as we were told. There'd be no fireworks if we just followed the rules. Now I know a lot of you guys will hear that quotation and think, yeah, some dissent was, you know, important all the way back to the foundation of our country. Okay, here's my issue with that statement. I said, uh, fireworks are stupid, too. Chris Clavetter responds by saying, whoa, you need to go back to Canada with that shit. I said, nah, you just need to not be so easily entertained there, kid. (laughs) Chris, uh, you're going to not you're not going to make blowing stuff up sound not cool, followed by. Uh, the it's not going to happen in reference to fetch from mean girls, which is a great meme. I have a lot of respect for that meme, but I think this entails my overall point about fireworks. Okay. I said, you don't fine. You don't seem to be a fan, which is my favorite of your, and I, so you and I, I don't know if we've talked about what spring Hill, Kansas is doing, but it's going to be a cool comment on this. And I'm excited to hear your opinions. Rafis Barza, please, if, if you always felt this way, was there an epiphany? Or are you going to give us the whole thing as you explain your position? I'm going to give you guys all the whole fucking thing fucking right now. Because <laughs> Ignore my specifics. I, I got to hear this. This is your LeBron James argument for the summer. I love it. Go. All right. Fine. What I'm saying to you is I responded to Chris by saying, it's fine. You enjoy the simple things. Like when they make shapes. So rad. <laughs> It's, I love when things in the sky blow up in a star. Who knew? Or a cowboy That's hat. the best thing in the world. Fuck that noise. So I had even Jonathan Hill, who's a very sweet kid, who said, Raps bars that you're about to get into trouble. And I said, no, I'm not. And I had one person who came in and said, Raps Barza, you're entitled to having the wrong opinion. Kev, ask me if they used your 
in the proper sense. Did they? Oh, no. Damn it. And it was glorious. So I guess what I'm saying to you guys here is this. Yeah, you can watch fireworks in the sky. You can listen to Katy Perry's firework as they fucking blow shit up in the sky and it dissipates. And you know what happens when you see the first minute of fireworks? You've seen the entire 15th minute of it, too. It's the exact fucking same thing. You just sit there and look up at the sky. And you know what's worse than watching fireworks, Kevin? Um, seeing it on television? No, that actually, it, sometimes it can translate. Like at a good WrestleMania. <laughs> okay, okay. Fireworks. The bigger issue is this. When they go with fireworks and you go to watch them live in a good 4th of July celebration, you now see people recording them with their shitty cell phones. Now, I need to tell you guys this. If I don't like fireworks to begin with, I'm definitely not going to like your low-res version of a fireworks display because it's going to be garbage. <laughs> you're definitely not wrong. You're a curmudgeon, but you're not I'm wrong. I'm not a curmudgeon. I'm just you're saying loud things that pop in the air and then just explode, and then people lose their shit because they're just like, Oh my god, was that a constellation it just made in the sky? Who cares? And can I also say these are a, a second cousin to the people that take pictures right behind the photographer? Let's keep going. Absolutely. I just want people to like it just staring into the sky when the fireworks happen. Uh, you know, I try not to rain on everybody's parade. If you are excited by fireworks, God bless you. Enjoy your time. Go out. I try to look up at the sky. I do, Kevin. I try to let people (laughs) enjoy their lives. But don't come into my house and tell me that I need to enjoy fireworks. There is nothing more American than having the right to dissent on fireworks from the rest of the idiot parade who stares up at them and hopes they make the shape of a cowboy hat, Kevin. That is my point. Uh, my hometown has made fireworks legal in Kansas. Uh, the first, it's one of the few places you can buy it. You can buy it in Missouri, yeah. which is 20 minutes away, which is why they did it. So now you can buy it in Kansas. <laughs> nice job, Kansas. And there's an excessive amount of fireworks going on in my hometown, and they love it. And I will say, I don't mind them quite as much as you do. There's definitely a risk-reward here where it's almost mm-hmm. not worth it. If you think about like the sheer number of things that happen... We lost an uh, NFL player's finger this shit in 2016. This is no joke. Fireworks are dangerous, and I love that they're, you know, helping keep the South in check. <laughs> so I just go for it. Have, <laughs> get you, get you. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give you that. I just know that when I was a kid and my friends would say they had some fireworks during Fourth of July, all the other kids would get really excited about it. And you know what Stop I would do? Yeah. I would stare at them. When they would go to turn on the fireworks and they'd be the weakest fucking little like Jubilee kind of like like don't even go into the sky. Literally just go. Yeah. And 100 percent of gun owners love fireworks. So there's also that. Oh, yeah. The don't tread on me fucking fireworks. And 100 percent of kids love fireworks. A lot of fire. I guess 95 percent because you were. Yeah. <sighs> A lot of fireworks fights like there's you know there's a big it's got a staple and wh- i don't know what it is about the fourth of july i guess to represent war that's that's the that's the goal right 
to kind of make like, it look like the Star Spangled Banner sounds? I don't know, dude. I thought it was like from China and then we imported it or something like that. I don't know. I never oh, yeah, looked it up because that. There, we do import I'm like so... a significant amount of it from China. So super yeah. American. Let me, I'll look this up as we do this. Kevin, go to the next thing because I need you to start <laughs> talking about something else. Even as I look this up, I need you to talk about boxing because Manny Pacquiao if got I robbed, had an issue, I guess. He, did he? I don't know. We didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I just read the comments. I got the Cliff's notes. And frankly, as an MMA podcast, this is as much as you're going to get from us about boxing. We mostly are engaged because tis of the season. Connor and uh, Floyd, which I'm only going to call them that, just Connor and Floyd, so they sound like two guys at the office, released videos of their boxing abilities this week. And it was a pretty... A pretty serious. You shared the side by side, the tail of the take, if you will. I did, and it is. Uh, here's what I'm going to hope Conor McGregor's doing, and this is going to be my real Fox Sports one moment, undisputed. This is my hot take. I hope he's fishing, trolling, doing anything to throw us off. That this is all just sort of that was kind of a joke. Because Floyd looks fucking fast and quick and aggressive. Can I and smooth. ask and the side an by side important is, you know. question here? Sure. Why would you troll that? Uh, lull Floyd into a false sense of security? I mean, he's boxing AARPH. So <laughs> he is pretty. He is a forty-year-old man. He's forty. That years is a old. fact, by the way. That is that is ancient in boxing, and, and that, that 40... it, that's Peyton Manning the last two years. It's not great. I mean, outside of Timmy, who's getting a concussion every thirty-seven seconds, post forty is not great as an 40 athlete. Forty-year-old man still hit the speed bag with an amazing amount of velocity. Like that speed was really good. Now, we had some people who chimed in because, again, opinions were aplenty over the weekend. So we had people chiming in all over the place. And, uh, Kevin, I do have an answer for fireworks. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but <laughs> the preface on the Mayweather uh, hitting the speed bag was him saying, I know I'm not the same fighter I was 20 years ago. I'm not the same fighter I was 10 years ago. As a matter of fact, I'm not the same fighter I was five years ago. I'm just an old legend putting work in 16-ounce gloves. First of all, I think they agreed upon a very different set of weight for gloves, just to be clear on that. But okay, (laughs) for their fight, that doesn't matter. Uh, But Paulo Lingad said, he didn't type that shit and you know it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, probably, dude. I don't know what that meant. And I didn't know if he was saying that to us, like we were saying, like, because I literally just said, I mean, that was the extent of which I put on the caption. And to have somebody, like, try to clarify to us as if him writing it makes or breaks the quotation. Uh, Raph, if I Mm. become a popular athlete in the next Mm. two to three years, like Mm -hmm. uh, popular in the sense that I've made over $200 million doing what I've done. So a pretty Mm. popular. Sure. 50 to 90% chance I'm going to consult you on hiring someone for my social media accounts. 
I mean, I would 100% be correcting everything you said. Well, I would, would want, be, I would, I'm saying you and I, you would be well past this point. You would be in, in oh, yeah. we would be picking someone to do that for oh, me right. that writes things like that because week, I yeah. must be busy doing whatever it does that makes me the $100 million athlete. That That's what I'll be doing. So I won't be attending to my social media writing the spots about it, probably. I bet you that Floyd just asks people all the time how to spell the word hundred. And they go, well, it's H-U-N-D-R-E. Uh, hand me one of them bills. And he just goes, good. I want to know what to call this one. That's your payment. Boom. And then he like runs away because that's what he does. All that right, was a bonus me, payment post. <laughs> uh, here's what some other people were saying. Because it turns out if you just say the word boxing, people lose their shit. I don't know why or how, because we had opinions on people uh, chiming in for Pacquiao uh, and Horn. We'll get back to that in a second, because you introduced that nicely. But we got a really weird comment on that one. But to finish up this whole McGregor-Mayweather thing, we had people who were really trying to point out the difference. As if we couldn't tell that Connor was using a bigger bag and Floyd was using a smaller bag. So we had people chiming in, fighter Marco uh, Spinilla, friend know that? of the podcast. That is true. Uh, that part's true. Did you What's know? that? Okay. It, it was What's a bigger that? bag. That, that oh, I can it was? Confer- yeah. Yep. I'm not sure. Are you sure? Can you go back and watch the video? Maybe they're about the same size, though, Kev. I'll check, but in the meantime, we'll just agree to disagree. Fair enough. <laughs> I, think I guess we're just going to have to listen to the words of Marcus Bonilla, who said, This is stupid. They're training different techniques in this power versus speed. Uh, listener Desmond Kolish, who said, um, that's two completely different punching bags. It's like comparing apples to bananas. Ah, fuck. Just more proof that common sense is rapidly loosing, not losing, loosing its hold on people. Fuck. Okay, Desmond, I know you listen to this show, so I'm going to address you personally. Uh, Marcos, you're a fighter, so I'm not going to get into it with you because you'll, you'll come beat me up. But you guys, I hope you understand that we understand those are two different size bags. It just looks like one of them, one of the people, had actually done it before. Now, that's not to say that Connor isn't trolling us like somebody suggested, in which I'm still asking why. But sure, maybe he is trolling us to to build up anticipation to see him, Rocky, overcome the odds. But Rocky in the movie didn't overcome the odds until number two. Anyway, long story short is. And the brain damage alone might might not have made it worth it. By the time Rocky Five Ooh. might not be fighting in twenty seventeen, we never speak about Rocky Five. They just skipped from four to six. Yeah. So when we get here, guys, I guess what I'm saying to you is, yes, we're aware. It's just I ask this question, and I'll ask it to Kevin right now. Do you have concerns for Connor? Yes. Okay. That's about all we're asking. We're not saying he's going to lose because everybody keeps reminding us he's got a puncher's chance. We know that. Anytime you're he's swinging this, you've got a Great. chance, right? And I have knows, a chance against Mayweather. Anderson Silva. I do. <laughs> he does. Okay, so that's that's that one side. Uh, however, uh, Mario Anna Cardenas put, only proves that Connor only attacks non-opponents, which I think is funny. That's a funny joke. <laughs> So kudos to you. You made an observation that is actually funny. Kevin, we're going to return to the fireworks prompt. This is according to history.com, so you know it's true. Perfect. On July 3rd, 1776, the day before the Continental Congress adopted the Declaration of Independence, John Adams wrote a letter to his wife in which he presaged the role of fireworks in the 4th of July celebrations. 
I will read it as John Adams right now. Okay. The day will be most memorable in the history of America. I am apt to believe it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, bonfires and illuminations. A term for fireworks. From one end of this continent to the other. From this time forever more. So, John Adams, love you, respect you. Great. You made for a great miniseries. Yeah. But you were wrong. Okay. Dates back all the way to China in the BCs, Kev. Uh, if we're being here, it says it's ought as early as 200 BC. I will give you this one thing, fireworks fans. There is nothing more American than stealing other traditions, cultures, and appropriating as our own. So in that regard, yes, very American. So I will give you that. As American as John Adams dying on July 4th. Absolutely. uh, A few years later, presumably due to annoyance with fireworks. Absolutely. I can't confirm that. Keep it down out there. Jesus. God damn it. They're doing Enough it with again. with the illumination, I was assholes. joking in that stupid letter. <laughs> I don't even. Everybody I knew, I was, I was throwing it. Okay. I was trolling you guys like Connor will in the future. I You'll have foreseen get this. it. You'll get this in 2017. Oh, why do I bother? And uh, died. You assholes. Okay. So yesterday <laughs> I asked a very simple question, which was, oh, hey, did boxing suck again tonight? What a surprise. Now, this girl universally who, declared that the night did suck because people that mm-hmm. watched it seem upset that Manny Pacquiao won and got cheated, and people that didn't watch it just won. So, right. I think you're, I think you're, uh, you're. This wasn't. They didn't even charge for it. So go on. No, it was free. It was on ESPN, according to sources who watched the fight, which Kevin and I did not. Because <laughs> uh, you know, it was just, free, according care. to some people close to the fight. Like, Kevin and I had discussion afterwards. I was like, do you watch it? He goes, no. I was like, do you know it's free? Oh, was it? Can you prove it? No. But I've heard. And I've seen photos today that show Pacquiao chilling after the fight and uh, Horn, Jeff Horn, on a bed with a giant ice pack over his head and said, uh, Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn after the fight. So, and a hashtag that said the judges were trash. So, I want to go look up that hashtag a little bit later to see what else it prompts up. But some a, of the people were of just Judge saying Judy comments and people upset about local tickets. I'd imagine. Uh, somebody said uh, Joe Gilpin, one of our pals, said uh, to his pal Jesse Rivas, "When I say it hurt boxing last night, I wasn't lying." Okay, cool. I'm glad we're used as evidence. Now, some other people were expressing disappointment as. Rightfully so. They wanted to see a good boxing match, and they felt like the decision robbed them. Uh, we had one person who said, I was there. It was great. Fuck you. And then, like, a little, like, tongue sticking out. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I like it quick and authoritative. Listen, like, I was there. It was great. Fuck you. I wish more listen, people talked to me that way. <laughs> I, I wish so, too, a... because it was more matter-of-fact <laughs> and to the point. But I said, hey, don't pull a muscle trying to come up with sentences that are longer than three words. I know it's tough, but in time you'll talk like a grown-up who doesn't have to pout about it Um, and he said i already did tried and i did pull a muscle brownie face (laughs) so at least you're playing with us adam and thank you very much for responding Uh, i like adam and ignore raf he sucks (laughs) next (laughs) well guess what kevin a lot of people seem to enjoy the word sucks because in response to that 
a person, and I use the word person with quotation marks here, Kevin. Could but be a Kayla, Adam, me. So let's break down that name for a second. Kayla, Adam, me. Okay. Definitely not a bot, right? Definitely. Okay. She said, oh, hey, does MMA and your podcast suck? No fucking surprise in that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's where I want to address something. <laughs> Kayla Adamy. <laughs> I don't even know where to start because I we may I be directing this. I agree to, with every word. Well, don't don't agree with her yet. Okay. This is the reason why I bring it up. <laughs> Only people who listen to our show can tell us we suck. It's reserve right. You leave us a five star review on iTunes, mm-hmm. you let us know how much we suck. Absolutely. You can say it in the comment, not in the rating. Give us five stars there, but tell us that we suck and why. So the only thing I could discern about this person was that she was taking a selfie. So all I could think of was, Kev, she took that time out of taking a selfie for her profile pic, which it didn't look like it worked. But she took time out to let us know that we sucked, Kev. And all because we suggested that boxing might have blown for a night based off of previous history of boxing being kind of corrupt. Now I hear the chorus of you saying this is the same thing happening to the UFC. It happens all the time. There are too many UFCs. We're always going to have stuff to bitch about. But how many times are you really rushing to boxing side? Because I don't necessarily have to hate them to like what I like more, but why are you so sensitive about this, Kayla Adamy? I just, I am curious about this. So I did my favorite game. Kev, you know what my favorite game is? What's your favorite game? Favorite game is uh, respond to them. And I said, go back to trying to get a better bathroom selfie. You might find that right angle one day. And she came back and she did a response. And I just responded back real quick. And then at the end of that, I knew she was going to respond. I gave her 10 minutes ample enough time for her to get all of her words out and then i blocked her nice waste time (laughs) the unfortunate part about the blocking her is it does delete her comments but i have screenshot them for future use when we analog this and it goes into the smithsonian as i tell you every day kevin sucks no surprise there (laughs) no fucking surprise in that she did say this. She just goes, wow, most irrelevant comeback ever. So pathetic. And I said, only thing irrelevant is your opinion. Thanks for trying, though. So, Kayla, you know, enjoy your life. I hope you have a good one. Uh, we know our show sucks, but your comments suck. So there, we're even. I'm just going to say it. I miss Kayla already. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, I, I wonder if anybody will ever add a her now, Kev. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so let's that's stuff on boxing. And uh, just to let you guys know, we've had some other interesting stuff come up in the week, though, Kev. So we're just going to breeze by these last couple things. Yeah. But I think you will be very excited to read the quotation from one Beche Correa. They all hate me because I'm the biggest female draw there is in reference to her fellow female competitors in the UFC 100 and something pound weight division. <laughs> they all hate me because I'm the biggest female draw there is. Is Besh Correa okay? 
Some people said she's still feeling the effects of concussions. She did just recently get knocked out for baiting Holly Holm, who you might argue is a slightly bigger draw than Best Korea. I guess the hard part is when you rhetorically have the style of one, they see me rolling, they hate it, because I'm the biggest female draw there is. It's like, who's your favorite philosopher? She's like, Ja Rule. (laughs) Perfect. I, I'm so entertained by this, but that's not even the most entertaining thing I got to write about this week. I've got two more on this. She's um, wrong, by the way. And I would, oh, I like this comment maybe before the fight. I don't like this comment after getting toe-talked out. Just right. wham. <laughs> uh, to let people know that, yes, we, we get comments of all kinds. Uh, just a fun insertion because Adam A was not the only person to yell at us. Uh, somebody yelled at me on a video where Gary Tonin put me in a heel hook Rightfully. at the end of a John Danaher Rightfully video, Kev. <laughs> yes. What did they like? What was your takeaway? Because they said the following. I'm going to have you respond to it. He said, you could have at least tried to escape, man. Not just give up at the end there. The foot to foot pressure on the leg lace is new to me. Funny. Eduardo Tellis was brought up because I actually learned the move watching Tellis instructionals. And now can add a new detail. Nice hidden gem. <laughs> uh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite comment of the week. First of all, couldn't agree more with him. What the fuck are you doing, Raph? I mean, I figure out your escapes here. Let's uh, get this stuff straight. I also think he's going to need to make a few other messages uh, to Shinya Aoki, mm. famous one champion. And mm-hmm. uh, very good leg locker. Um, Kit Dale. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yuri Samos. Just to name a few of the people he's beaten recently <laughs> in matches. Well, just, uh, what maybe, would you think he would say to Yuri, though, Kevin? Uh, oh, j- that there's an easy way to get out of that rear naked choke. You just, uh, you know what? Eduardo Tellis' instructor did uh, don't get choked. Look, first of all. When Gary Tonin puts you in a leg attack, you tap. That's number one. <laughs> Essentially, this, number two, if you're on a fucking couch doing an interview, and you, I got to tell you, as an mm. interviewer previously, Gary Tonin's one of those people, I don't know how far he's going to take that. I want to be on camera tapping. So when he continues it, I can sue him for everything he's worth, own his name, and his grappling talents for the next 25 years. I want to be his handler. And that's I, a lot dude, of I, I had Larry H. Parker on retainer for no issues there. I was going to call a lawyer. I was going to win a million dollars. It can you happen ready. to you. But I will tell you, and this is 100% the God's honest truth. I was outnumbered in that room. I remembered being on that couch. And on my phone, you can't see it, but I 100% did it. I had 911 dialed on it, <laughs> ready at any given point because I was ready to call it in on myself when Gary is attacking my leg. So you tell me that I wasn't prepared, but you know what? I will take your advice. Thank you very much for looking out for my well-being. I also I will ease the foot-to-foot pressure on that one. I want to be super clear. Under mm. no circumstances am I expected to be both good on camera and aware as a grappler. You know, Kevin, I'm I'm willing to be bad at grappling (laughs) if it maintains my professionalism as a 
person on the microphone. So um, I will I will put that out there. Um, but I do, do appreciate this. the foot to foot. I'll get in on that. Tell us. Thank you. I I'm gonna separate it next time and fucking escape my way out of that. I'm couch. gonna Baron Bolo Gary Tonin. I'm gonna go right up mm. his ass. Finish the interview. You know what I should have done? Excuse I should have reattacked him. <laughs> I should have been like, whatever, dude. I got your fucking heel. Pummel and counter. You know, fifty fifty mm-hmm. him. Lock it up. See if you can get an advantage right there on the camera. And I would have even been like, we're in the honey hole now. What's that, John Danaher? You hate the honey hole as a name? Booyah. Shut I up. just took out Gary. <laughs> yep, that's exactly the way it would have been. Rap gets hey. up, smacks Danaher, says, stop crying. Be a man. <laughs> Somebody's going to post that part out of context. So I hope I'm so. gonna. that's where I'm going to stop talking on that one. Uh, Snoop Dogg, Kev, what's he doing now? Smoking weed, enjoying I being wish. a father. Well, can I tell you that I just did an article on him? What? Now becoming a commentator on UFC Fight Pass. Starting this Tuesday, Dana White's going to have a fight series on Fight Pass, and they're going to have an alternate commentary stream called the Snoop Cast. I know they took a long time to figure that one out, but it's going to be Snoop Dogg with Uriah Favor. That's awesome. That's That's the best thing they've done ever i think that might be it that might be number one Buying i mean they the got UFC rid of goldie too and they were like fuck goldie and at first you're thinking like oh man ufc mm, oh, i hate them for doing that and then all of a sudden they give a snoop dog and i was like oh goldie who he's got a job at bellator he's fine snoop bring the hat <laughs> bring the hat <laughs> i'm excited okay i'm watching that yeah i'm in so get excited for that, kids. I wasn't even interested in the Dana White fight series, but that is going down every but Tuesday night on Fight Pass. Now I'm all in. Now, Kev, this is a big one. I think that we should probably end on. But what's going on with the UFC and the flight weight division? They might sell it. What the shit is that? How much does it cost? That Wow. This is huge to me. And I hope this isn't a feud. I don't think it is because there's adults involved in the decision-making process now. But Dana White's not going to sell the flyweight division just to teach Demetrius Johnson a lesson, is he? Don't put him above it. This is more than that, I presume. But they are rumored to be shopping it around for sale. I, uh, As much as I talk shit on the fact that they're made of rubber, which is kind of what it looks like, like they don't really finish each other that often. Uh, they're that size. Jiu-jitsu matches are amazing. This is a tough one. I, and that's a bitch move to keep Demetrius Johnson from getting the opportunity to break Anderson Silva's whole record. Like he's right there. Now, Kev, what was the comment that Michael Wellen said? I don't know. I think this is maybe my favorite quotation that anybody had to say, because a lot of people were very angry about it. But Michael had some kind of genius insight oh, that when I saw it, it's, it's above the best one. No, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> so what did he say? Uh, he said, Demetrius Johnson was never my friend, Dana White. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Michael, you won comment of the week. So we want to publicly acknowledge you and let you know that you, sir, you do not suck. Unlike us and boxing and apparently my uh, <laughs> defense to heel hooks, you, sir, you do not suck. 
But Kev, you know who does suck? I I do. Me at over under Kevin, which we're about to play. Actually, I was going to say your opponent for over under Kevin. He hosts a rival podcast. And you know what? I'm not going to say anymore. We're just going to do the transition music and then we're going to chat from there. I'm going to beat his ass. I'm trying to get out. Possibly. I don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is the thing. We look for competitors to take on Kevin every pay-per-view. And it becomes more and more difficult because so many people can beat Kevin. Uh, Let's don't step on the it's difficult because the caliber of competition really burns people out. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. However, I search high and low and Kevin, this I just searched. I searched really, really low. Stop it. Stoner. Nobody. We all expect that from you. We're not off to a great start for me on this. I'll let you go. Hold on. I looked up and I saw that the uh, ultimate fighter finale was this mm-hmm. weekend and i was like raf mm-hmm. uh, i think you're pulling the trigger early and then i looked at the fucking date on the next card and i'm ready to play so you just keep going fair enough all right well kev when i say i look high and low this time down in the trenches the lowest possible competitor that i can find for you somebody who's i mean here's what i really want you to know his intro on his facebook reads as followers it says he studies asphyxiation tactics at Henzo Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Ooh. Okay. I like the, I like the right. play on asphyxiation. Now, here's the contention that we have to start with him right up top, Kevin. Because I have something. I have a question that I think may make him blush a little bit. But we're going to bring on the, uh, the host of a so-called podcast of the name of... The Grappling Central podcast. Hypothetical. In one, Ryan Ford, who, by the way, in case you guys are looking for other Ryan Fords, you'll find this guy because in parentheticals, it reads gringo. So all the other Ryan Fords who are white, take that. But (laughs) let me go ahead and bring on Ryan Ford. I'll ask you the fair question first, and I'll follow up with another one. But the first question, of course, how are you doing tonight, sir? Good, buddy. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Thanks, thank you, thank you very much. That might not last for long, Ryan. Here's the follow-up <laughs> question for you, sir. I've read documentation, okay, and I've read you put this on there, but on your nice little website for your podcast, you're now branding yourself as the number one jujitsu podcast. My question for you, really? <laughs> Yeah, man, really, really, definitely. We, uh, we about uh, it's been about a year that mm-hmm. uh, that the Grappling Central podcast has been uh, at the number one spot on iTunes, uh, and then um, we actually took the number one spot for all of amateur sports back uh, about a month ago. Uh, so the most, yeah. So the, the it's the growth of the podcast has been really exciting for me. But uh, got it, of course, got it's not it. Okay. Slight to anyone else. So yeah. You just well, I mean, here's the thing: you're coming on our territory, so. <laughs> When you say you're the number one podcast, there's a, a few times that I have to look down and I look at us and I go, oh, how is that happening? Now, Kevin, you had you look like you wanted to insert yourself here. Go on. I have some more to say. I was going to say I take him being on here as a direct affront 
that he doesn't even respect what we do. He's willing to venture into our territory, come on to our show. And yeah, I know he was invited. Whatever. That, to me, says he has an inflammatory ego problem, and this isn't going to go well. That's just my gut reaction. I just, I love that when I saw, you know, because, Kevin, here's where I read the news. We live in an era of fake news. So I read it on BJJ Eastern Europe, which, as we all know, bunch of lies. Fake news. <laughs> yes, Super fake, fake as news. it gets. The fakest of news. So when I saw it on there, I was like, Ryan, I have bad news for you, buddy. Uh, I know, Gee, that's fine. But, like... I think that we can prove this. For- anyway, long story short here, Brian. <laughs> My question for you. You are about to celebrate your 200th episode. Now, I know that you play on the amateur circuit. We wanted to bring you on a big kid show. So we wanted to give yeah. you the He's opportunity. to some professionals, though. We've got Absolutely. some Shanji Hibero, uh, mm-hmm. my professor's professor. Who we've, got- we've talked to plenty of times. We've got some Carlos time. Machado. You're a friend of mm-hmm. yours, I believe, Raph. I don't know him personally. I mean, I happen to just interview several Machados. No big deal. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Go on. Yeah. Hey, let's not forget. Carlos Machado knows, knows the Chucky. So, I mean, I'm just in the lineage. No Chuck big Norris. Go on, Kevin. Doesn't Kevin, matter. Go on. Uh, <laughs> I'm just pointing out a few people that have been on the Grappling Central podcast. Most recently, sure, absolutely. Got Tex Johnson. Always fun. iTunes is most number one. Jiu-Jitsu podcast for amateurs. The podcast that invented I, iTunes, if we're just giving true. it the title it deserves. You could go back and look that up. All right, no, but, uh, let's let's rein it in for a second. Uh, Ryan, you're about to celebrate 200 episodes. Damn. Now, you do this like we do, so that means you don't make any money. But what is the most satisfying part about doing this? And now having done it for so long, you know what is what is the thing that keeps you doing this show? And why did you do this show? Because you don't need to. We've got it covered. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. No, so basically, I started the show back in 2015, and uh, and actually, just just for the record, it is my full time job now. It's it's the only thing I do. So, um, so oh, I is that a choice because, though? Is that a smart choice? Uh, well, I mean, it, I've been pretty happy, man. Yeah, you know. So, so the way it started was that I was working previously in uh, in like warehouses, and I had a cubicle job. And during those times, I got into podcasts just because you know I, I'd listen to the same music tracks over and over again, and uh, kind of get bored with them. So I got into podcasts, and then um, and then just thought I always thought it would be cool to have a jujitsu podcast where I got to talk to people about and pick their brains about jujitsu. Uh, and I ended up, uh, early in my marriage, like right when my wife, uh, uh, you know, got back in the States, uh, I got laid off and, uh, it was a really hard time and, and I couldn't seem to, uh, find a new, a backup plan. So I decided I wanted to take some time and think of what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I started the podcast and it just all came together and it's really been, uh, it's really been mind blowing. Like I, like you mentioned, we're coming out with our 200th episode on Thursday and, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really surreal, man. It's really been surreal. But I think to answer your question, the most, the most gratifying thing I, uh, I get out of it is that I just get to talk to, to my heroes all day. I get to talk to people that, uh, that I really admire and respect. Uh, the jiu-jitsu community is full of just the coolest people. You guys know that already. Um, and I just, you know, I get to interact with people that I really feel, feel are the same as me. You know, we're all from the same community. We have the same passion, the same, uh, the same things that excite us. And, uh, and I think that's, that's what my most enjoyable thing about doing this is. I mean, I get it. I feel the same as Sean Barrow all the time. Kev, don't you? Yeah. 
I mean, that's the basic. <laughs> like, he tells me about winning, like, world's championships, and I'm like, samesies, right I won the Subway sandwich. We have the same being... goals. We have the same goals. We have the same, uh, you know, routine, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I see him do a sweeping pass, and I look at it, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I did that, too, once. I, I will <laughs> say, really. after seven hours of Shanji seminar... One of my favorite things he does, though, because it seems to come such a like a speed to him that mm-hmm. when you overreact, he seems to get like really disappointed. He's like, "Why are you doing that?" It's like, "I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, I'm trying to do it right. It's just, uh, just it's not going great, and it's uh, it's powerful." We famously have had you know Shanji and uh, Raphael, uh, both friends of our podcast, not his, but you have had a private with Raphael Ooh. and. I want to talk about that, but the story I'm prefacing with this is Shanji has kind of what I like to call the Super Mario voice. Like when he gets really excited, he's like, oh, come on. Why? Why can't you do that? And I'm always like, that's really impressive, Shanji. I didn't know you could go there so high. But I find that they're they're similar in that they instruct similar moves, but they explain it and do it like differently. You see it's in the family. Uh, so that's always appealed to me. But you've gotten the chance to get a private for Rafael Lovato Jr. How did that come about? Yeah, that was actually a really, really amazing incident, man. So, and it was completely just by chance. So my my little brother, Chris, is a uh, brown belt. And uh, Rafael Lovato Jr. is his jiu-jitsu hero. Uh, and he has like his DVD and all this and that. He's just a huge Lovato fan. And, uh, and I've, had Lo- I've had Rafael on the show uh, twice. And, um, and he, and and on the second time I mentioned to him, I said, man, someday, you know, I would really like to be able to send my brother and I get take a trip with my brother out to, uh, to Oklahoma city to see you, uh, do like a surprise private class for him or something. And he's like, Oh yeah, of course, man, that'd be awesome. And, uh, and then, you know, a couple months went by and he sent me a text right around Christmas time. Uh, it's like, I think it was like a week and a half before Christmas. And he says, Hey man, I'm in Atlanta. Uh, you and your brother want to do a, to do a, a private. So I was like, Oh my God, man. So I, uh, so I had this, I, I gathered a couple people together and we, we played it off with my brother. Like we were just going to go to an open mat. And, uh, and I got my wife. Awesome. To go by the way, and we just set yeah. him up a little yeah, bit. You, really hurts. That's great. on the surprise <laughs> factor. Yeah. So he, uh, so yeah, we have a, we have a whole thing on YouTube on our YouTube channel. My, my wife followed uh, my brother, uh, followed Raphael behind, uh, followed him with the GoPro camera, and uh, we got my brother to turn around right as he approached him, and he, it was just awesome. It was a great moment. But, uh, yeah, as far as what he taught, man, God, he showed some really, really amazing uh, collar choke concepts. Um, he uses a, a particular grip with the collar choke when he's setting up the initial hand that I was really interested in. He does it. He starts palm down, uh, which is not too uncommon, but it's just there's a particular way that he does it where he kind of zip ties the um, the lapel into his in front with his left hand, and uh, it's kind of hard to explain over the over the air, but it's uh, it's a really it's just a really cool podcast, a uh, cool um, uh, sem- uh, private class. All right, and, all right, slow uh, down and, there, Speed Racer. It's not your podcast. Okay, <laughs> that's a little bit too much technique for this podcast. I was. I was about to go the other way, Raph. Thank you for reminding me. I was about to no, no, no. Wait, it's okay. uh... Go on. Well, because here's the thing. And maybe uh, I'm interrupting actually for a real reason. But I really want to get your insight on this because maybe you feel the same pain I do. I don't know exactly how tall you are. Um, how tall are you? I'm, I'm six feet. Okay. So first of all, fuck you. Second of all, 
<laughs> one issue I have with Rafael Lovato Jr. is when he shows a pass, he has the long arms and long reach. So he just kind of like glides into some like staple and then he'll just grab the neck so easily. Like I look at him and he just goes, oh, Raph, yeah, when you do this, just grab the back of the neck like this. And I go, I can't. And he goes, of course you can. Just do this and elongate your arm as if you are my size. <laughs> How tall are you, Raph? I am 5'9". Five 5'10 nine. Five with good shoes. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, dude, the one thing, the one thing that I felt rolling with, uh, with Russell Lovato was um, his, his ability to – like I know that I'm putting myself in a really stupid uh, position and like I'm, that, my, that my posture is all screwed up. But I can't not do it because of the way that he's manipulating my my yeah. my body with his legs and his arms. So it's like I, I literally I feel like I'm stretched out like a puppet standing over him, attempting to get just the initial grips to start trying to. I mean, of course, I'm not. Of course, I go in knowing I'm not going to pass his card. But, yeah. you know, I, I at least want to show that, hey, I know where to put my hands at least. Right. And yeah. uh, and and he puts me in this position where it's just like he forces you to be completely stretched out and off balanced and uh, and the whole time you're just thinking, man, I feel really stupid right now. Like I feel and I, I feel like I look stupid in this position right now, and I know that this is terrible positioning and that I should be, uh, you know, not not leaning over him like this. But there's just no other option. He's he's, he's forcing me to you know to to be where he wants me to be. So I'll tell and you the the uh, most terrifying moment in my life, which was we were rolling Nogi and he gets to mount and he just starts out of instinct going for a collar choke. And like, I don't think it's by mistake. I think it's just to remind me, Raph, I can murder you if I wanted to. Um, But here's the thing. You did something really nice with Rafael Lovato Jr. Now we here have also pulled some kind of stunt. Kevin maybe can share a little bit of his experience with that. Yeah. Raph's a dickhead. Uh, I'm not. I'm fair. He was, I train at uh Hibero affiliate out here, Jibera Jiu Jitsu. And he was doing a seminar after he fought a guy from Miami robot, something. Mm. Oh, oh, cyborg. Yeah. That's right. Oh, hey, see yeah. Ryan yeah. with the 20 Thanks points. For the Thanks for the clues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He did a seminar that Monday. I also just I've watched a clean forty five minutes of the American on flow grappling, so I'm also keenly in tune right now. He did a seminar after and I was like, Professor Lovato, I'm Kevin from Verbal Tap and we're like around the circle of he's about to start. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm not supposed to teach you any of the good stuff. I was like what? Uh, apparently Rafa Sparza had gotten in touch with his pal, Rafael Lovato earlier that day to inform him I was going to be there and he wasn't to teach me any of the good stuff. <laughs> nice. Did he follow through with it? Uh, sadly, he doesn't really know how to do anything, but teach good jujitsu. So, uh, that played okay. to my advantage. <laughs> Actually, he taught an entire attack the weak sides sequence. That's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely went to go yell at Lovato uh, the next time I saw him, and I was just like, we need to have words, sir. We're both named Raphael. We should be able to to trust one another. From Raphael to Raphael, you taught Kevin to sweep, and he got me with it. I was not pleased. And he was like, he was both proud of himself, and yet at the same point, disappointed in me. disappointed. <laughs> and I was just like, how does that happen? Like, how can you be disappointed? That's not fair. So anyway, yeah, we're not above doing that. 
Um, okay, so 200 episode. All of these great things obviously are going your way in a short amount of time. You put together what uh, 200 episodes in two years, proving that you were all about you know quantity over quality. I get that. That's what you do. It's not a problem. You know, you bring guests on for far too long. That's not a big issue. Uh, you don't ask any of the important technique questions, which, Kev, I'm insulted by most of the time when I listen to his episode. So I guess uh, he's not giving out our email and getting diagrams. And uh, I got to tell you, that's usually all that'll help me. So absolutely, get on it, Ryan. Like if you're... <laughs> um, um, and I ch- I try to typically, yeah, like when I'm talking to these guys, usually I try to get like a little bit of biography from them. Uh, and then uh, it, it just kind of depends on how, how the conversation flows. Like there's a, there have been a, several where we get like almost, I feel like, okay, we're talking too much about technique here because sometimes people can't always picture exactly you know, when you're describing an intricate jujitsu technique or something or a concept that, you know, sometimes when people are hearing that, it's not always, you know, it's not like they can always picture it right away, especially if they're like a lower Completely, range. just like what you were doing um, 10 minutes on our show. It's no big deal. I understand you're trying to sabotage us from the inside. <laughs> but you're right. It yeah. is hard. And the thing is, a lot of the guys, that's the field they know. So that is them being in front of a class, but they don't figure that they're an audio version of something. So sometimes it doesn't translate. So as a host, you kind of have to help out and do that sort of stuff. Kev, you want me to put him in the hot seat right before we, because we brought him on to play over under Kevin. We're going to get to that. But Ryan, you've done a lot in a very short amount of time. So I think it's important that, you know, if our audience hasn't listened to your show, I invite them to go listen to it to then remember how good we are. That's fine. (laughs) You don't need to like fill yourself up. And play around with any other podcasts. <laughs> Obviously, you're at the right one if you came here. But if you want to hurt your ears, go to his. The reason I bring it up is this. Kev, before we go to Over Under Kevin, should I ask him questions that might make him sweat a little bit? This is your call, Raph. Okay. Uh, I think we should pressure box him. Of course, I'm all up for that prior to Over Under. I mean, Okay, okay. Because Kev wants him tenderized a little bit because you guys are about to do battle on uh, yeah, the astro plane but it's only fair here's here's my two questions for you okay and okay. I'll, I'll allow All you right. some time to think about it but my first question to you is who was the worst guest and my second question to you is you said that you have a brother who's a brown belt older or younger he's my younger brother oh so your younger brother outranks you fascinating <laughs> Question hey, I, have a, I have an excuse for that, though. I have an, ex- I have an excuse for that, though. Of course you do. What, what is the excuse? So, uh, so for my younger brother outranking me. So uh, I started I started jujitsu in September 2005. Uh, so it's been about 12 years now. And uh, when I first started, I'll admit I was not. It was sort of just a, like a couple days a week here and there. I wasn't like as into it as I eventually became. Uh, but it's something I enjoyed and all that. And, uh, and after the first year, uh, my, I got my brother in. And Chris, actually, not long after starting, got a job at the academy at the front desk. So he got to be there for for work, like, every day. Nice. So he was getting to train way more frequently. I was there not as frequently. And then once I did start training regularly, uh, 
I had a couple couple potholes along the way that had me off the mats for a little bit. So Chris Chris was kind of what we call like the bird in the steeple. He was just there all day long because he worked front desk. Is he still so, a badass? Um, is he tough to? Is he tough? Chris is really good. He, and, he's really good. He's really, I'm better. I, I like to think I'm better looking, but he's, uh, he's perfect. Really <laughs> and I'm gonna infer your worst guess is obviously Kurt Osiander. Raph, next question. Yeah, no, I, I know. It's just man, Kurt's like a guy. He's like he's like a bed bug man. He can, once he's on the show, he just keeps coming back. And, Nah, Kurt's great, man. So let's he's, remember, yeah, Ryan Ford anybody. said, worst guess, Kurt Osiander. <laughs> Kurt also might take that as a compliment. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, no, Kurt. He might be like, damn right. He's like, what? I, just, I, I only have one response to this, uh, which is, Ryan, you fucked up a long time ago there, buddy. You could have easily sideswept that question. But instead, you basically said he's like a bug you can't get rid of. Like, that was your way of cleaning that up. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't know if Ryan knows, but we sometimes do quotables on our episodes that literally promote the show. So it's going to be like, I'm going to put a picture of you with Kurt that you guys have when you guys are doing your wine and dine dinners together. And I'm going to put, he's like a bug we couldn't get rid of. <laughs> oh, man. Did you guys hear his, his commentary the other night on, uh, on uh, Fight to Win? You know, I didn't, but uh, I've seen that Flow Grappling has cut some of his best lines into an article. So more power to him, man. Uh, every, I think the whole world loves Kurt. Um, but Kev. Yeah. I want to go back to this younger brother thing because I feel it actually is making him square more than the whole, like, who his worst guest was. The important part, in case you didn't hear it, guys, because he's like, I have a reason for that. And we're like, what's the reason? If you boil down what he said, it basically was, I mean, he just showed up more. He just kind of wanted it more. He's been around jujitsu, I guess, is what you could say. Not like he's more talented than me. But here's the, the, the real question, which is, does he pull rank on you ever? No, never. He Chris never pulls rank. Chris Chris is uh, if you ever meet him, he's like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. So he's he's not like that at all. Um, so no, thankfully no, because um, I would have to uh, make fun of his you know his weight or his uh, or his looks or something in public if he started pulling rank on me. Wow, you have a file on him ready to use at any given time. <laughs> That's that's fascinating to know. This is good. This bodes well for the game. Before we go to the game, let's do this real quick. You had shown me a video of you and your brother uh, doing a pro wrestling move, which we are endorsers of here. We basically do WWE BJJ. My question to you, very simple. Did pro wrestling have an influence on you doing this? And if so, how come you're not pulling older brother rank on your brother and hitting him with a steel chair at every chance you get? Well, Chris has a big head. So if I, uh, so it would be easy for me to do that. But, um, as far as, as far as, uh, pro wrestling having an influence, are you saying on, on my, on starting jujitsu, like I'm getting involved in grappling? Is that what you're saying? I, it's a question. I'm not leading you to anything. It's just, did you, because you showed me a, you basically doing uh, a Mexican Lucha Libre move, which is kind of like a faux hurricanrana into a transition to flipping your opponent over. And it was well done, but I noticed there was something interesting about that video, is that you took a low blow on your brother, which means that you're the heel of the situation, despite your aw shucks nature of like, well, I just got 200 episodes, and I don't have an own favorite guest. I just, I love everybody and Brazil and also Rafael Lovato Jr. I'm relatable. 
<laughs> yeah, no, we, I, I grew up a huge pro wrestling fan and, uh, Chris and I used to do with some of our friends some backyard wrestling. So, uh, one day we were in the Academy screwing around and, and did, and he did something and people started laughing. So then we just kept going and then someone said, do we have to film that? So <laughs> yeah, what you saw there was a, uh, was an Irish whip into the cage that I then had him come off of. And, uh, and I think that was a flying head scissors. Is that what they used to call mm-hmm. that move? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, and then that was it. And sometimes every now and then, every now and then when we're rolling together, if we get paired together, it'll towards the end after the bell rings to end the round, we will continue into a, uh, into a professional wrestling stunt. And um, I'm usually the heel. I'm usually doing the low blows and the head butts and the eye rakes and all that kind of stuff. So see Kevin, here's the important part. I wanted to bring that up. So you know exactly the type of person who is here. You have somebody (laughs) who's going to turn on you at a moment's notice. (laughs) Yeah. I'm picking up what you put down. Interested in All fantasy? Right. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kev, why don't we do this? Why don't we transition to the game? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hold on real quick. Ryan, do you um, ever, like, I know you have, like, play on music. Uh, do you actually add that in in post? The music? Yeah, like uh, transitional music. Oh, yeah, yeah, I add that in post, yeah. <laughs> Not here, buddy. We put it on the show because Kevin puts his cell phone up to the <laughs> microphone because that's the type of shit we do on our show. <laughs> Apparently, we're introducing you to how the sausage is made, uh, podcast edition. Damn, Rap. Anybody it's listening trying to, to keep this the doesn't know. <laughs> That you put your cell phone up to the fucking microphone. Yeah, I know. I'm with you, but it's possible. I mean, people were like, it sounded good that time. Maybe you plugged it in. I didn't. (laughs) Uh, It actually sounds pretty good. I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah, I know. And actually, on on most uh, episodes, it translates just fine. So I'm not going to give Kevin too much shit on it, but I just want to make sure. Everybody knows the rules. Here we are. Uh, this is the way it works, guys. Welcome to the game of Over Under. Kevin, my name is Rafa Sparza. I am your host for this portion of the podcast. The way that we play this game, super simple. We do the entire card out of order. And whoever picks the most right wins. I know, very difficult to understand. So we've got a whole bunch of fights on this card coming up for UFC. It is UFC 213. My apologies. And what we do is we basically figure out who is going to win by giving each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win and give a reason for it. After that, if I so deem it, I will give them 15 seconds of rebuttal time. And gentlemen, although we have a premium on who gets the most correct picks, America appreciates who talks the better trash. Now, Ryan, you're the heel with your brother. I want you right now to cut a promo on Kevin knowing as little as you do about him. <laughs> All right, right now, you ready to go? Yeah, do it, dude. All right. Uh, let's see, Kevin, you have a lovely podcasting voice. I respect you as a podcaster, <laughs> but I have zero respect for your fight prediction ability. And I've been told by Raf off air that your that your track record includes having your girlfriend pick predictions for you. Uh, so despite the fact that I know 60% of the fighters, that I don't know 60% of the fighters on this card, uh, I'm confident that I'm going to stumble onto the right picks. Kevin, your response. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Ford. Um, <laughs> Gerald Ford sucked. As a president, 
He was shit. The Ford motor vehicles had to be bailed out by my tax dollars in the 2000s. The Grappling Central podcast might as well be called the Grappling Actually Missed the Mark podcast, starring the doomed to fail Ryan Ford. Add about to lose over under Kevin to your resume. Ralph? Okay, back it up, back it up, guys, back it up. All right, that's enough out of both of you. I mean, mostly one of you. The other one tried. I don't want to name names as to who did what and how it went. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start this game off right. We're going to put 15 seconds on a timer. And what we're going to do is we're going to have Kevin lead off. And we're going to have Kevin lead off on a bout, a middleweight bout, between Thiago Santos versus Gerald Meerkat. Kevin. I, I for some reason I could feel meerkat coming out of your mouth. I know that's it's it looks like meerkat to me. I'm going with Thiago Santos because he has a giant Thor hammer on his chest. I, I have no other reasons. Okay, that's perfectly fair. I have to actually give you uh, points. Uh, meerkat is actually funnier than meerkat. So kudos to you, Ryan. I've got 15 seconds for you, sir. Well, okay, so what happens if we pick the same guy? Because I was going to go with Thiago also because of the because uh, it looks like one of his life goals is to one-up Brock Lesnar with the uh, weapon-themed chest tattoo game. Uh, so the yeah, Warhammer on the chest yes. is kind of why I'm going with him too. So, okay. Raph, I'll take okay. this one. If we pick the same one, same rules as Mistletoe in the future, we do have to kiss. Uh, done. No. That, I, I, that's not uh, the rule? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how you do it on your podcast. See, mistletoe kind of looked like Meerschart to me. It, it just brought it out. I don't know why. Meerschart is so good. You know, no, I, I don't like... care that you guys agreed on a pick, but Meerschart is just, it's classic. I'm sorry. What were you saying, Ryan? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was going to say that the, uh, the the Warhammer on the chest kind of looks like a mallet, and I kind of feel like that's a little bit of an omen uh, because I also thought that his last name looked like it would be Meerkat in German. Uh, and so I'm imagining like a uh, a uh, like a whack-a-mole type situation between uh, the chest tattoo and the head of your shot. So I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Chiago. Okay, okay. He, he, he did some, say that he does have some tattoos that kind of look like some bonus targets too, to the left and right. <laughs> it's got a it's got a ski ball feel to it. All right, all right. All right. Um, well, let's do this. Let's go to our next fight. It is a bantamweight fight between Rob Font. And Douglas Silva, De Andrade, De Angelino, De Sinistro, De La Cruz, Day of Night to you, Ryan. Fifteen. Uh, yeah, again, I don't know these guys, man. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, with Douglas Silva, De Andrade, um, because of the serious physique that this dude has. Uh, Rob Font has more of a lean look. This guy looks like he blends live chickens into his workout shakes. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with uh, Douglas. Okay. All right, Kev, he's getting with Douglas. Who are you getting with? You already know. I'm about that Calibri. I'm about that Times New Roman. Hit me with an Alliburton. Rob Font is my man. I'm going to keep choosing him till I get enough Font jokes inserted into MMA. So far, it's not going great. It's not. It's not proven well so I'm far. Choosing, I agree. Andrade looks like he has muscles on every part of his body. His nipple has like got six muscles in it. <laughs> I'm going with Rob Font. I just want to know something here, Kev. Okay, that's enough out of you, Timer. Um, I just want to know something. He keeps saying he doesn't know who these people are. 
wouldn't you think a podcast host, uh, one of the real talkies, Kev, not like us, us jokers on the side who don't ask real insightful questions. You've never questions. hung with old Robbie Sands Tariff? The guy's a blast. <laughs> real men. It's one of the 20 people he didn't name at the top of the podcast to tell us snow <laughs> no, on his show. <laughs> You know what's happened though with with UFC that it's it's like a revolving door. It seems like man, like every time I look at a car, there's these guys that I've just never seen. It used to be, I mean, like back in the day, like guys would be around for a while. They they'd have like a you know they'd be around for for their career, and now it's just like I know the top you know the top four fights on the card, and everyone else is just like brand new to me. So yeah, it's kind of weird. No, I mean Ryan, I feel you too hard. I get it. It just like with your brother. Somehow being better at you in jujitsu, it just yeah. uh, it's too much work. Keeping up with all the Dan and her death squad. Who has time? Like I can't uh, do it. Oh, junior varsity squad. You're telling uh, me there's a I second can't. Ryan? Nope. I've nope. only got room for one. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna help you out here, Ryan. I'm gonna give Kevin this one first, but I think you should be good on this one. A lightweight bout between Anthony Showtime Pettis. And Jim should have been on our show already. I think he'll come on at some point, Miller. Kev? We, I can't tell his brother what I'm about to do. Oh, no. I, I know. I'm not, I'm not going to talk to... Uh, I got to go with Showtime Pettis. Surely he'll win this fight, right? I mean, this is a great fight for Jim mm. Miller, but... Um, Showtime. It's a tough fight. All right, yeah. who do you got, Ryan? <laughs> it is. I'm gonna go with uh, Jim Miller, man. I'm a big Jim Miller fan. I like the, I like good for you, too, but uh, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Jim Miller on this one. <laughs> why I, did you yell? At I healed my. T- I like. He's probably gonna be right. Like, why am I voting against Jim Miller? He's gonna walk in there, punch him, wear him out, and just like uh, we're gonna. Like, why would you ever vote against Jim Miller? It's like I don't know. I thought Pettis was there. I I would oh, like man. to point out for enthusiasts of this show. This does mark a historic first. Never in the history of this game has Kevin ever yelled out, Good for you! (laughs) (laughs) He said it with a lot of heart, Rob. I liked it. I mean, Kev, I have to say, I think you were the more impressive person on that. I think I think you really got to show that you you're the bigger man on that issue. Strongly support his pick. (laughs) All right, all right. Well, let's do this. Let's see if Ryan's on a hot streak. I've got Jordan, mine versus B-Lol, and if I say this last name, I'm pretty sure under a travel ban, I would not be allowed to travel. So, B-Lol. Go for it, Ryan. Uh, B-Lol's nickname is Remember the Name. Uh, and anytime someone delivers clear and direct instructions with their nickname, it's hard to go against them. So I'm going to go with uh, Bilal on this one. All right. And Kevin, he's just what do you got? saying that for the fucking ice people. He's like, guys, don't forget me. It's Bilal Muhammad. <laughs> Uh, they're trying to take me out back and I didn't do shit. I'm going, I'm going with the young gun. I'm going to take a little disagree here. Jordan mean is my pick. Okay. Kevin, why are you doing this? Why am I? What? Why are you going Jordan? Uh, well, you know, he's from Canada. I don't know. Okay. Okay. No reason. They're polite. They're they're polite. We know him. Don't we? Do we know Jordan? Did you train I don't think him? so. I don't think we, we know. He's got a familiar um, face. Do I have another reason? Okay. Okay. You sound like okay, you're baiting no. a question, and I'm fresh out of him. I'm, listen, I just want to get your perspective. Hold on. Uh, can, can I have a second here? Um, Ryan, you're doing great. Can you put on the headphones that I gave you, which are noise-canceling headphones? 
perfect. You're talking to me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. No, I've ruined oh, gotcha. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I got uh, there's I got there's yeah. only one Ryan. Backslash Ryan Ford. Yeah. Maybe you should have started bad, with. My bad. They're on. Thank you, Ryan. You know, Kevin, this is why you can't let amateurs do podcasts. All right. Kevin, listen, I'm trying to help you here. Like, I'm rooting for you to beat this kid. Stop laughing like you're listening to the bit. Was Stay there, consistent. Was Kevin, here's the about thing. Mean? I th- no, I don't I don't have that, but you don't sound aggressively optimistic about these picks. Gotcha. I can okay. Okay. So okay. fake it till you make it, like I'm some people who host podcasts who shouldn't, okay? Hey, thanks. Cut me right. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, Ryan. Ryan, you can uh, beep beep beep. See? <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah, hello? Yep. You still yeah. there? Those mm-hmm. are our expensive noise-canceling headphones, mm-hmm. Ryan. It's uh, it's an upgrade. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. These are, these are, I might have to use these full-time. <laughs> Absolutely. There we go. Commits to the bit, and yes, and, and we continue to our next, which is a heavyweight bout. Kevin, you're going to lead this one off with your confidence in either Daniel Olzamalzizek versus <laughs> Curtis Blades. Yeah. Uh this is easy, Raph. You go with Curtis Blades. When someone's name is that cool and they're rocking a stout beard, you go with the razor, Curtis Blades. I want to say that name for a while. All right. We had a Kansas City hockey team when I was growing up called the Blades. They not like everything gold couldn't stay. All right. Well, all right. Who do you got for us, Ryan? Yeah, I was actually going to go with Blades also, man. He's got a uh, 100% knockout ratio in his fights, uh, and that's really? just insane. Plus, the uh, the beard looks like it can take some punishment. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Blades also. Um, hold on. Point of clarification here. What kind of beards look like they can take punishment? Dude, he's got this big cushioned beard that looks like it can take a hit. So I'm just I'm just gonna go with him, man. I think I think he looks like a tough dude. He's got a hundred percent knockout rate. So uh, yeah, Curtis Blades. Wait, right. do beards also carry a lot of weight? Because we might have just stumbled upon why Johnny Hendricks has struggled the last few. <laughs> oh damn! Wow, well, Kevin. I'm thinking out loud, guys. I'm just trying to trying to brainstorm. Those wounds are still fresh, Kevin. Yeah. Oh, he no. moved up a weight class. I don't feel sorry for him. He's in the, <laughs> he's up there. It's uh. just it's a disappointingly sad tale in that he was an exciting fighter and then he became champion. And then when I saw him become champion, he started doing the things he was accusing GSP of doing. And then he couldn't make weight. And then you kept thinking like, all right, one of these is going to knock it into him. And he keeps doing that hands over his eyes gesture which makes people like me who do memes go, uh oh. I have needs, to meme this. He needs to get the Cormier weight team. He needs to get those uh, scale helpers in with that towel. <laughs> He'd be making weight. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. Kevin, I'm glad you're going second on this because, Ryan, I need to be very forthcoming with you on this one. I have never done what I'm about to do, but I'm giving you 15 seconds. No. I'll give you 20 seconds on this middleweight fight, but I'm going to give Kevin two minutes. Yeah. Now Kevin asked me specifically <laughs> for two minutes on this. And normally I don't listen to a goddamn word he says on this show, but I'm intrigued because I want to hear where he goes on this. But for you, Ryan started off with 15 seconds on who wins between Yoel Romero and Robert, not Forrest Whitaker. 
Right. Uh, I got you. I got you well, man. I got you well by uh, TKO in the third round. Okay. <laughs> that was that was quick and concise. You use that twenty <laughs> seconds there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot. I no, some not important. No, I loved it. No, nope. he was, right. said it with authority. You owned it. Get that jab Literally, in, get out. Could not have been more succinct than you doing comedy with fake earbuds. Kevin, two minutes on the clock for you. Yeah, I got to talk about Yoel Romero. And if you're a person of religion, this is going to be offensive. I'm just going to nickname is Soldier of God. Okay, if I want to suck another person's dick for the rest of my life, that's my business. He wants to believe in a fairy tale that helps him escape a fear of death currently. His business. Can we please stop with the bullshit? I'm still mad about the speech two years ago. He took his one moment to explain why he's so filled with love and passion to slightly degrade what felt like a Supreme Court decision. I don't even understand why he cares about the two. Every time I see him, he's chanting soldier of God or something religious, and there's almost no meat behind it. I'm ready for you all to pick one. Either choose to stop caring about all of the soldier of stuff or fucking decide on a message and take me somewhere interesting. We get into one more argument, and this time he's like, you got to sell your kid into slavery. Should be able to. United States. I don't know. I'm going to lose my goddamn mind, Yoel. Pick a choice. Find a place. But this religious thing is going to kill me. I'm choosing Robert Whitaker. So that was a journey that you took. Yeah, that was that was a good good filler there with uh, lots of MMA commentary, lots of MMA, lots of technical breakdown on that one. <laughs> He's got a little bit of a point, and I also am hoping uh, it's uh, people are going to be like, uh, "Yo's just really hard to understand, and he doesn't mean at all what you're talking about." And then it's just like, "Oh, okay." Uh, can I retract the previous <laughs> 246 words? I, Kevin, you said so much stuff. One, you said that uh, Yoel didn't have a lot of meat on him, uh, which I thought was an interesting point because I'm like, mm. I mean, <laughs> it's a nice way of saying steroids don't make their way onto that guy, which I'm not going to bet on. Uh, if it's God also... had a plan, you wouldn't add that many illegal supplements. That's my only point. So pick right. a theory. Oof. Okay. So uh, we want to go ahead and say, for those of you Christians listening to this show, you can reach Kevin at PhillipsKevin1 on the Twitter uh, and uh, elsewhere. Right, Kev? My whole point is it's about like where you're going to spend the afterlife, right? Yeah. Well, I'm really glad he's worried about himself. Just don't, leave me alone. I'm fine. I'll get my own afterlife thing. I've got tickets to a Nickelback show. I'm going to be all set. Oh, wow. Oh, so you're definitely going to hell. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I threw a standing in line. And that's where I'm going to leave it. <laughs> Kev, I love that you basically took a big stand for sucking dick as if like, mm, no, forget Jesus. <laughs> no, forget Jesus. Like, I want to point out to people, th- there's a classic verbal tap moment where Kevin didn't watch the fight where he gave the classic gay Jesus, no, for gay Jesus speech. And I wrote it out phonetically for Kevin and had him just say the words with minimal direction on what the English language sounds like from Yoel. I honestly didn't understand what I was saying. 
And guess what? Neither did he. So there is that. All right. Well, Kevin, I'm glad you were able to get that out of your system. I feel like a new man. I feel like I'm ready to move on. It's been two years. I'm no longer angry. (laughs) But we were just celebrating the Supreme Court case again, and I was losing my mind thinking about Yoel Romero. But I'm over it. I'm asleep tonight. He he was thinking about you, too. So no for gay Jesus on that one. No way he even knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) He's like, what? I I would put nothing past that man. (laughs) He might like wake up in the middle of the night and be like, "No, I don't like what Kevin said. We he can fix like this. <laughs> he can, you know, he don't feel my heat, my heat, everybody. How is my this? ball heat sweat? And you go, wait, what? No, my ball heat sweat for Jesus. No, 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 gay. What? How is his nickname not Cuban Rocky? That's what he sounds like. Uh, that should be his nickname. Human Rocky would have been amazing. All right, let's. I think this, is, awesome, yeah. this is slowly getting into a different podcast. Uh, if you guys like this podcast, you can go and give us five stars. Not fucking grappling sense. These were the comments of oh, myself and mine alone. Ryan knew nothing about it. Raph might have Absolutely. known a little something. It's hard to. I tell. had a little bit of an idea. Kevin said, "Give me two minutes on Yoel." I, I like, want to scream about Yoel Romero. And, and Raph like, was like, "Did he say something?" I was like, "I'm just still mad. It's just still there." <laughs> I just thought at first he said something new, and I said, okay, if it's new and newsworthy, Kevin's like, I'm still working through it. I want an apology. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad glad we were all able to get this out together, though, you know? We did, and thank you for being there. You're the the source of constant reminders of good things there. I like how nice Ryan is. Ryan, calm down. You're you're trying to derail this podcast. Jesus, stop it. I know. I'm I'm here with bad intentions, guys. I know. I know you are. You fucking heel. All right, Kevin, light heavyweight bout. Probably. Trevin Giles, which, by the way, Trevin is not a real name. No, I actually thought that when I saw this name on the card. I was like, Trevin Giles is clearly not a fighter. He's the statistician that works for this. I thought at first that I mistyped Kevin's name. And I was like, oh, did I just write Kevin's name out of instinct? Nope. Trevin Giles versus James Broknovic. And Kevin, you start us off on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Trevin because it does kind of sound like Kevin. I think that's why I have a natural instinct towards it. Plus, he's 9-0 and and from Houston. Summertime in Houston. It's hot. He's pissed off. Yep. All right. Ryan, what do you got first? Well, man, again, I don't know these guys, and on the on, unfortunately on the UFC side, they both have the uh, that Mortal Kombat noob cybot looking profile thing. They haven't uploaded their pictures yet, so I'm going to go with uh, James because uh, I want to try to go against. Uh, I want to try to pick the opposite pick as much as I can here, and he's also got an 88 percent submission rate, so that means he's probably a grappler. So I'm going to go with James. Uh, Ryan, just letting you know, historically, choosing the opposite of Kevin, very good for competitors on this show. Also, submission rate. Excellent. I did not see the kinky parts of this profile. Interesting. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad that was brought up here. I'm going to give 20 seconds on the clock again for this fight because I'm intrigued to hear what happens between the two of you. Ryan, can you tell me who's going to win the heavyweight bout between Fabricio, Verdooms, and hey, now you're an all-star Overeem. Go. I got Fabricio Werdum. I gotta always go with the jiu-jitsu guy. I know that Overeem's a pretty good grappler too. He won ADCC uh, Europeans at one point, and uh, but I gotta go with Werdum, man. I, I would like to see him uh, pull off a submission and uh, you know work his way back up towards title contention. That'd be great to see. 
Kevin, is he correct or is he we're doomed? <laughs> Damn it. That's uh, <laughs> it's like that's just fantastic pun work, Rob. Two in a row. <laughs> I, I'm going with the least creative nickname in the world, the Ream. And frankly, did I know he, he won an ADCC? That was brand new information. Am I going to see Alistair Overeem heel hook Andre Galvão in the next six? Months? That would be amazing. I'm choosing Alistair Overeem. All right. Do you have any predictions on this, Ryan? Like, do you actually see a submission happening, though? You know, um, I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely I think we're doing, I, th- I think that if we're doing wins, it's going to be via submission or via uh, ride time. Uh, just, you know, being able to maintain dominant positions on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and then is that buzzer stopping me or I'm um, I mean, it was, yeah, I, I think jumped, it was mostly just of. letting you know it's not EBI. So when you said ride time, uh, I was like, I know. I was about to be like, I don't think ever, it's EBI rules. No, I, I, I think actually, <laughs> like, UFC's really good this time. Yeah, you can tell I've been paying attention more to the grappling scene lately. So uh, <laughs> I loved it. I, I think I, I, <laughs> uh, Ryan's going to yeah, be the so, one person in the crowd being like, so when does he get hers turned? I to, thought like, Verdue won by yeah, advantage. Yeah, like, Did no one see it that <laughs> <yeah>. way? <laughs> Yeah, it's like fucking. But what about the escape time? Yeah. <laughs> you get out of there in so, no time at all. So we're doomed. So we're doomed. Uh, I, I think if we're doomed, wins it. It will be via submission or just from uh, controlling the ground. And Overeem, obviously, if he wins, I, I see Overeem uh, getting getting a TKO win if he does win. But I have to go with we're doomed um, on this one. Yeah. Okay. So Kev, I think it's that important time to let Ryan know what's coming. There, there's a bet here. Mark oh, Ship, boy. Mark Ship, who is a uh, writer on <laughs> our favorite crime beat lawyer from Chicago, also a jujitsu practitioner, has to turn his Facebook profile into an AJ Agazarm fan page for 24 hours because I beat his ass <laughs> in the last UFC because I own Chicago. I own them. Yeah, easy, easy, Kevin. TP Grant has to change his name to TP Cant. For a major <laughs> UFC event, <laughs> still one of the better ones. <laughs> oh my god! So Ryan, uh, I don't want you to necessarily blurt out if you have one right now. Like, don't blurt out the idea of what you want for the bet. But do you have a concept for where you could possibly come up with a bet before we go any further? Yes or no? I do, but I have I do, but I have a question. So, is it, will spending money or I'm not going to bet you guys money, but will spending money, a small amount of money, be be acceptable? Hmm. Judges usually, yeah, depending how small we're talking. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, okay. Ryan. I don't understand how you think spending money between two rival jujitsu podcasts <laughs> is a smart choice. But a small amount of money. I'm like, like okay, I, I could buy the BJJ like a box is yeah. giving you. Yeah, we're podcasters, man. It's got to be small. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, I I, I can't hear you. But like... when I see the BJJ box and I hear you say, "Hey guys, mention Grappling Central podcast, so you can get fifteen percent." And I always do the math and I go, "Oh God, all of our listeners are so cheap. Uh, <laughs> this is why we don't make money." <laughs> And I always think to myself, I'm like, God bless this kid over here for putting those things out. And you know what, Ryan? Here, I will say this. Of the other podcasts, I feel that you do a good job. And this is my one compliment to you. I think you do a good Thank job you. 
on implementing that stuff in there because you are a hustler and that is how you have made 200 episodes despite your limitations with the English language, your obvious <laughs> lack of command of grappling, you're on and on yapping, yapping, yapping with the guests, like all those things combined. You still somehow have hustled 200 episodes. So that is a, a testament to you. But we can come back and uh, refresh that a little bit. But we're not done here. Let's get back to these fights. It is a featherweight bout between Cody Starman and Tarion Flash Where. Kevin, who do we have? Tarion the Flash Where. Systems friend, the man, the Flash, the Where. Can't wait to see uh, his asshole training partner's hard work get put on display in the cage. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan, who do you have for this one? Uh, because because Kevin picked uh, where, I'm just going to go with Stamen. Uh, I, again, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen him fight, but uh, I just have to be confident that, oh, oh, his nickname's the Spartan. Fuck yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Cody Salmon. Oh. Ah, yeah, Jesus. We're good. That was real. Literally just grabbing for any rope he could find on that one. Like, wait, wait. Oh, oh, hey. Yeah, I like his nickname. That's a great reason. When people are like, he's on a five fight win streak, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But when someone's like, ah, cool abs, now we're talking. So, Kev, is this the point when we reveal, like, we should shame Ryan for that pick, right? Oh, Shame. yeah, so Terion Ware trains at one of our favorite Shame. gyms out in the L.A. Shame. area. Uh, fun place to do oh. some jiu-jitsu training, too, if you're oh. ever out there. Yeah. Systems Training Center. Shame. 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 Yeah, I'm, I know. I didn't know that was a personal friend. It's okay. Uh, There's got to be at least for offending. two people you know on this card. We just like uh, blowing it out of the <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. All of our friends are like, uh, we hate them. It's cool. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Is he is he is 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 where good? Yes, he's also big into the WWE moves. Um, if you're ever oh shit, yeah, he has done some... yeah he's done some WWE BJJ work for us in the past. It's, it's good. See if it's I see if, if I had known that. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I think he did your head scissor move better than you did. Uh oh. Did he really? I need to see footage of this though. Yeah, let me see if I can find that. I'm not sure if he did it, but it sounds familiar. Like. He's hey, somebody who, whenever we do this, he gets really behind. We're going to try and talk to Ryan again next week, Raph. It sounds like we're just creating oh, a lot of fodder. Well, that's a good choice. Good job, Kevin. Thank you. All right. We got a couple more of these things to go through. Uh, let's do this. Kevin, I believe you are not next. It's going to be Ryan. Ryan, Is can you Kevin tell me Kevin better? Does anybody want to chime in? No, uh, let's just keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, Travis Brown versus Ole Olink Link. And uh, who do you got for this one, I Ryan? I think that's actually it. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you know what? It's one of the few times my name butchering has come Might have worked, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go with Travis Brown on this one, although I will say uh, this, uh, this Russian dude has 51 wins in his career. That's pretty crazy. That's a lot of fights. How um, many fights does he but, have? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, he's had, uh, let's see, it looks like 62 in total. That's not bad. So, yeah. Should you be got fighting one... anymore at that point, though? Fuck. That's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends. Well, his nickname's yeah. the Boa that, that Constrictor. Depends on how many... they, they live a long time. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Kevin, who do you have on that one? I, you know what? I'm still pissed at Travis Brown. It feels like every time I've picked him, he's really gotten knocked out within the first minute. 
And every time I pick against him, he comes in knees flying. Not this time. I'm going with the experienced Russian who's got son of a 62 MMA fights. I like 51, 10, and 1. It's like, of course there was one tie in there, right? That makes sense. After 62 fights, that's mine. I'm going with Olenek. All right. All right, Kevin, you're going to do this one as well. It's Chad Laprise versus Brian. Um, what What is the thing that you use to keep your beverage kind of cold? You put it around a drink. What is it called? Uh, the, com- the, com- the koozie. Yes, Brian koozie. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm going with the kamuz, um, mostly because of his terrifying chest tattoo. All right. All right. What do you got for us, Ryan? Uh, yeah, that is a pretty serious chest tattoo. I'm going to take the Canadian, though. I'm going to go uh, Chad Laprise, the Disciple. Uh, and, um, again, just doing that to spite Kevin. I don't have a real reason. Well, actually, I feel like someone's done this before that knew Chad Laprise. It was like, oh, yeah. he's a fucking badass. It was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on. What did you say? <laughs> so that might have been a good call. Yeah, might be. Well, speaking of good call, gentlemen, we are at the final fight. I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock. I'm going to have Ryan start us off. It is a women's bantamweight fight between Amanda Nunez versus Valentina Chevy Shinko Plinko. What do you got for us? Uh, man, I got Amanda Nunez in this one. Uh, I just, I personally don't think I'm going to see her lose uh, for a long time, man. She just, she's turned through everybody. And uh, I think she's going to hold the title for a pretty long time. I, I think Valentina's a great matchup. She's obviously a very talented, four, fourteen and two, uh, on a real good streak right now. Uh, but I just, I just don't think she's going to get through Amanda Nunez, man. I think Amanda Nunez is going to be too intense, too fast, too strong, um, and I think she's going to pull off the win. Kev, is she going to be too fast, too furious? My she's, question to you, go. She's the fate of the furious. She's mm-hmm. on it. Uh, Shevchenko from Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Is that a place? Kyrgyzstan. That's <laughs> where Borat's from, isn't it? Sounds <laughs> sounds correct. And everyone knows that's the number one place where they breed fighters. Uh, Brazil, a close second. But despite that, uh, I watched Amanda Nunez almost murder Ronda Rousey. Out of respect, I think I have to pick her. Despite... Or, you know what? Do you want me to make another political statement? Sure. <laughs> Shevchenko's gun is inflammatory. The tattoo clearly supports the NRA. And, frankly, gun violence is a problem. I'm going with Nunez. Okay. Good to know. All right. Well, gentlemen, we've made our way all throughout the fights. So now we're going to the part where we have tiebreakers. So, Kevin, I'm going to ask you to lead off on this. Who is going to have the two performances of the night and then the fight of the night? Yeah, I'm so bummed they don't do submission over the night again. Same here. They why can't they do it if there is a submission? Like just give it never mind. Uh performance of the night one is going to Nunez, uh obvious. Performance of the night two is gonna go to um where's uh Terry on the Flash Ware. Okay. Fight of the night, and this is easy. Pettis versus Miller. Okay. What do you got for us over there, Ryan? Damn, dude. I was going to say those same picks. Um, all right, so let me mix it up then. I'm going to say Fight of the Night or Doom Overeem. And uh, okay. performance, of, uh, performance of the Night, I'm going to say Miller. 
you get one more performance of the night, and you might as well uh, choose we Nunez. You almost have no choice. Yes, yes, that's that's that would have been my pick. Yes. So Nunez and Miller performance of the night, fight of the night. We're uh, we're doing over. What do you think the okay. stats are on the main card, the main event, getting one of those three? I bet it's like ninety five, ninety nine percent. Yeah, well, you know, Kev, right. let's let's put that over to our friends at either nerds, like, MMA nerds. <laughs> Wow. Is there a is there a light I could flash? <laughs> I was gonna say we need to see if we can get the guys over at BJJ Heroes to take up the charge on that one because I don't know that I'm going to. Yeah. Be like, listen, you love pie charts. Everybody knows. There's that. only two hundred and thirteen data sets. This is simple. Absolutely. Uh plus okay. all the UFC Fox. Let me ask you this. Because Ryan, you spoke forcefully when you said you had a bet. I'm intrigued to hear what it is because we defer to the guest on this situation. So before you do, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest, how scared should Kevin be of whatever bet you are proposing here? Hmm. I would say a five. It's not too okay. bad. It's not too bad, but unless unless he has a ton of pride in his heart, then it could be much higher than five. Uh, almost okay. none. Thanks for asking. Okay, that's fair. All right, then. Let's hear it. If you said it was five, I'm going to ask Kevin to follow up afterwards, but let's hear that five. Okay, so winner, or loser rather, loser rather, has to buy the podcast shirt of the winner and wear it during a promo. A video promo. I accept. Uh, awesome. we, side note, Raph, we need to speed up the next shirt order. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> that was a two-week ago <laughs> assignment. <laughs> Great motivation, Ryan. Yeah. Plus, I, mean, I was you're... looking at your website, grappling, grapplingcentral.com. I talk for fun and for professional. Uh, pretty cool-looking shirts. So this is not a bad deal for me and our listeners out there. I prefer the women's shirt because I like the purple. Um, but I enjoy the logo on the men's shirt as well. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, those were all designed uh, by my wife, actually. She's a graphic designer. She does all the artwork for the show. So, oh, awesome. yeah. Uh, so yeah, and I, I needed to pull you on our show to yell at you about this, too. Yeah. Um, Kevin, you accept about that? I do, and he's marrying graphic designers. Like, uh, yeah. Here's here's the reason why. <laughs> That's uh, right, of course. Yeah, he froze this. <laughs> Wow. Uh, here's why I had to bring on Ryan. Like the, uh, Ryan originally, like I found him on my radar when he was just starting, and I was looking and I was observing. And it happened to be at a time when I was coming up with different photos or things to put on for our show. And I stumbled across an idea, and I said, "You know what? I, I should do for each episode. I should either put it as like a cartoon or have somebody animate it." And then I look over and on the side, I see every one of his podcast episodes has like a real like Funko kind of animated version of it. And I was like, motherfucker. No. <laughs> and I was so mad at you. I, I like I cannot tell you for a good period of 20 minutes how I swear I was not influenced by anything. I had never seen anything that was promoting your show at the time. I think you were maybe 10, 15 episodes in at the time. So it was, yeah. 2015 crazier time and i remember looking at it and then being like you motherfucker and i think i left a note on like some part of your instant media or social media and i just remember being like yeah it's my wife 
she does all the animation and she does all the graphics and she's great. And I was like, and now I can't even make fun of his wife. Like, <laughs> I want to make fun That's of you. Good. Yeah. I don't want to make fun of your wife. This is, damn, this it. is truly quandary binding. Yeah. So you've put Raph in a vice because very polite, especially just, people not in the game. And it's like, but wait. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. So we like, just have to find are, new stuff to mock you about, which we're willing exactly. to do. Right. Yeah. And I believe I've made my case for an hour as to why you're terrible. But I think the important thing is, no, I don't pick on civilians or people who aren't in on this and world. Finally, you know, I was going to say if there's one good thing about the Grappling Central podcast, and I can only think of one, I was going to say the graphics. I was going to say all that stuff. So they are really and good. And of course, They're it wasn't right. Good. There it is. We figured it out. Yeah, our, I'm a fraud. You've exposed it. Hour 53. <laughs> you know. All right, well, let's do this. Okay, Ryan, the way this works is it's a two-for-one episode sort of thing. So uh, we watch the fights. We invite the guests to come back on next week. Would you be interested in coming on to chat about the fights after we all watch them? Oh, of course, man. That'd be awesome. I'd love to. Excellent. All right, well, let's do this. You're going to have your big 200th episode that you still won't tell me who the fucking guest is, which is a great way to preview on another show. So excitement, everybody. And when I find out, and, and I'm just, I'm guessing here. So if I end up being right, I'm going to really feel like a dick. But if it's fucking like Marcelo, then friendship over. Oh, we didn't think to guess. We didn't think no. to guess. Vin Diesel. No. It's Vin Diesel. I'm it's already it's sure of it. He made a Fast and the Furious oh, reference on accident. Mm-hmm. I heard Kevin. they did CGI Paul Walker in for a few comments as well on this one, mm-hmm. so it's going to be heartfelt. I'm looking forward to it. it you know, Man, it's Kevin, just... Kevin just ruined my 200 episode. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you get a quarter guard at a time. <laughs> a quarter guard at a time. It's all about, it's all about family, guys. That's all I know. Uh... Well, Ryan, it has been somewhat of a pleasure for you to be on our show. I know that for sure. But let's do this. Where can people find you? Where can people find your podcast? Yeah, sure, man. It's uh, grapplingcentral.com. We're also on iTunes. Uh, We're on Stitcher Radio and Podcast Republic for Android users. And we are about to be put on iHeartRadio as well. So you guys can find us uh, in all those places. That's fantastic. Ryan, I know we give you so much shit. And mostly it's because you do a lot of hard work. I mean, as us, these idiots that know on this side of the world, you don't get to 200 episodes not loving it, not doing it for fun, not doing it just because, well, you you can. You can get away with a lot of shit on podcasting, really. But uh, with it comes a lot of true passion for a sport that doesn't quite make the money it should with its athletes who are uh, vastly underappreciated. And to that realm, so are the people who create the podcast. So we uh, we like having you as a peer in the jiu-jitsu community. And uh, we're glad that you're doing what you do because a lot of people represent their region really well. But you really make an effort to go outside those those regions and to, to really integrate other guests from different areas and walks of life and really try to get the most out of them. And uh, as I know, as somebody who frequents the uh, the Reddit community, when you chime on and you post your podcast to the Reddit community and you say, Reddit BJJ, here's my episode. And everybody goes, fuck you, dude. Where's the next technique? <laughs> there is nothing 
that builds character, <laughs> like watching people ignore you, but then somebody got a belt promotion to becoming a blue belt, and you see 170 <laughs> likes, and here you are struggling. Like I'm looking for three upvotes, you assholes. <laughs> so with that realm, so true. I know that you you bust your ass and do a lot of work. So it's not just on the Reddit forums. It's not just on your show. Uh, but you get the notice and the attention of folks like us. So we're very happy that you are celebrating your 200 and that you would come on our show to go ahead and talk about it. Oh, man, that means a lot, buddy. I really appreciate it, guys. I love I love your show as well. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It was really a pleasure. All right. Kevin, did we record that part? Yes. We're just going to we're going to put that on loop. Yeah, that's good. It's gonna be like, and welcome tonight's over under guest, and we're gonna cut the previous sixty three minutes. And it's gonna be a little bit about that part in the beginning with your brother and this. That'll that'll be it. The idiot that's fell awesome, for it. Yeah. He basically She's thought funny. he was coming on to the real podcast. He was so nice. <laughs> Kevin even started to like him. All for all for a little turnsies. Yep. Well, let's do Just a this. little a little sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it for today. We're going to bring you back on next week after we find out who your major guest is. But ladies and gentlemen, from the Grappling Central podcast, our big thanks to our pal, Ryan Ford. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Raph, what a podcast. I, I'm just in a real difficult place because you keep bringing on people for this game and i'm able to hate them during and then they just keep trying to rope a dope me back in and ryan chevrolet was no different i thought Listen, kev is <laughs> ryan chevrolet is great uh this dates back to our john adams and conor mcgregor you just you fake people out you don't he, give them the real show you fake them out with somebody or something yeah. of lesser quality to hype in their expectations okay so you brought mark ship in to make mm-hmm. ryan subaru seem like a more fierce competitor yes most definitely okay i i think i see what you're you're doing here we just got to keep lining them up the grappling central podcast is in my crosshairs this has been a blast we talk social media we talked uh, how much we suck we talked to Ryan Ford for a while about just uh, his podcast, his life, and then UFC 213. And the Ultimate Fighters finale is this weekend. We haven't even chatted about that, but maybe we'll do a mm-hmm. little binge watch, get everybody caught up by the time. No one's going to care about it anymore. <laughs> and they already seem to have forgotten. The show is really, it's the same, and it's fun. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tab, which means it's time for shout-outs, Raph. I'll start this one. Um, really fun weekend. First of all, Comic-Con was going on in Denver. Shout out mm. to Comic-Con in Denver and people that put costumes on. Made for an amazing city experience the entire weekend. A uh, good friend of mine, Kevin, was in town. Kevin Meckley hung out with him. Jayhawk Talk Podcast. I'll give them a little shout out. He does a KU Sports Podcast, number one KU Sports Podcast out there they interview a lot of the uh, a lot of the players sometimes people close to the coaching staff and within the organization really interesting giving a shout out to jason good who there was some scuttlebutt 
because Jubera Jiu-Jitsu was, had the audacity to potentially be closed for the 4th of July. Uh, and just for two days, just two days, you know, Jason Good stepped in as the Facebook group grew, and he was like, I'll open it up. Everybody just put the crazy back in the barrel. And he did. He scheduled three open mats. That's, uh, nice. that's a guy you like to have at your gym. Absolutely. It's like, hey, it's holiday. I'm doing nothing, and I want to train. Everybody get in. I'll open it up. Let's roll. And that'll do it for me, Ref Sparza. Well, let's do this, you guys. Um, I'll start here. I want to start by thanking Valley Martial Arts Center. V. They very nicely let me teach the uh, class, the no-gi class, on Friday evening. So to everybody who came, I hope you guys got a little bit better. I hope you like the technique. To our good friend Eric Robles, a big supporter of ours, a good friend. He came in to go ahead and train with us over that way. I couldn't have been happier that he uh, he stopped by. So thanks, you guys. I want to go ahead and shout out the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, so in case you know or don't, we are having a tournament go down August 13th. But on August 12th, we're going to have an eight-man invitational and an eight-woman invitational. So there's going to be two eight-people invitationals, both with a cash prize of $1,000. We want you guys to come experience, watch those fights, that tournament. And then the next day, come to compete at our open tournament, kids, adults, Gi, no gi, you name it. We're going to have it going on. We're going to be on the pier in San Diego. To sign up for it, go to ussgl.com backslash register. And if you're looking to be a spectator and come witness it, you can also buy tickets. You can look us up on Eventbrite by looking up ussgl, and you'll see the Deep Waters Invitational and the SD Midway Open. So look for that information. And I got news for you guys. If you come compete for us on the 13th, admission into the deep waters invitational is free 99 i will repeat that again it is free 99 if you compete with us on the 13th so we really want you guys to come it's going to be a great extravaganza weekend and i can't say how excited i am about all that to further the point we went and made a visit over to 10th planet marietta we did a kids seminar had some amazing kids like these kids are the future and watching them learn ebi overtime rules i saw one young girl in particular looking to destroy one joey house and i have to say it was amazing to watch her crush him so kudos there but we're not done doing a seminar tour yet the guys that would be our good friends joey house and eric medina will be doing a seminar over at 805 jiu-jitsu that is going to be on the 4th of july and that is going to be a free seminar for members of the military police officers and firefighters Basically, anybody who gives their service to our country, we are going to go ahead and open up the doors at 805 Jiu-Jitsu over near in like Chatsworth, West Hills kind of area. Look them up, you guys. We really want you to come through and learn some great techniques from two of the best practitioners in the Jean-Jacques lineage that we have at HQ. More importantly, we also have Mark Morales, a police officer out that way, who's going to be teaching as well, the owner of 805 and a black belt and police officer himself. So just know that if you are not, say, military or a police officer or a firefighter, you can come too. We just ask that you do a donation because we wanted to give back to the people who give so much service to our country. So again, that is on the 4th of July, 1 p.m., and that is happening over at 805 Jiu-Jitsu. So ussgl.com backslash register, 805 Jiu-Jitsu, 
Tuesday, July 4th, 1 p.m. And you know what, Kev? I, I have to, you know, say you don't get better on this podcast without really good feedback. So to Adam A, thank you so much. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your honest words. Thank you for being you. And I'll end it on this. I had a wonderful weekend. Uh, you know, it's been nice. Birthday Fourth of July, but weekend. I had a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing I don't like, I'm not a big fan of gifts. I like giving them. I don't like getting them. Uh, but my wife was very, very nice. She gave me a beautiful weekend. Let's talk about that ice cream. And I was in a good mood. She made I, the ice cream cake was delicious, thing. by the way. The Oreo ice cream cake, Kev, was everything you wanted it to be. Uh, I didn't know she made that for me, so I was like, oh, yes. She did a lot of nice things for me to the point where I was in such a great mood. I was almost relaxed for a change. And uh, then I saw something at my door. And I was like, what's this all about? I open it up, and it's addressed to Raph Iglesias Esparza. Now, there's only one person who refers to me as Iglesias, as if that's some sort of middle name that I have. One person who's white enough to think that's a brown person's nickname or middle name because that's all they know. You know With what it their was? deep love of Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> what is it, Kevin? We had just done something on the podcast where you would stop singing Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> it was something. So it wasn't. No, no, no. It wasn't just my innate whiteness being so like. <laughs> oh, it was. Uh, there was some motivation. You should know. Yeah, no, I can do impressions. That's what I do, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I did not expect on my doorstep there was going to be a package for me, even though I expressly say don't send me shit. You sent me a birthday gift. So my final shout out is to Kevin, who sent a wonderful Batman hat to me. It's very nice, 100% unnecessary. I believe is indicative of a creative partner who appreciates my friendship. Fine. Uh, I Thank you. I believe it's from the Verbal Tap talent development team, if I recall correctly. And I would be sending it to myself. So <laughs> I just would like to say to Kevin or the Verbal Tap talent development, thank you very much for the unnecessary gift. To the person who did send it to me, you will get nothing but selfies of me wearing it everywhere now it was funny to see you throw the hey i'm teaching <laughs> the, with the hat it was like perfect mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. uh that's a great i'm headed to go teach at well raf on behalf of the rest of us the five star reviews on itunes and all of the fans specifically our emerging tokyo market happy birthday <laughs> to you sir and shout out to Tokyo. I love this. I this is great. Coming from it, Tokyo. Every I time I see that there's a new country on, I get excited. I Denver, Los Angeles, you're obviously <laughs> still our mainstays. We love you, Chicago. Mm -hmm. But frankly, Sweden, Ontario, Tokyo, there are some places that are that are quickly emerging. Never makes any fucking uh, London sense, enjoys us too. You know, it's a city, and I enjoy every <laughs> place I just mentioned. And, and you know what, guys. That will not change who we are. We will not change ourselves to become puppets. We will just say, arigato, 
or whatever you say in other places uh because we will just say wait oh europe's pretty big too what do they say out there kev um i think they just complain about things usually yeah they do man <laughs> kev as of right now the top city is tokyo it has surpassed san diego this week wow that's impressive well thank you guys and you know what there's no better birthday gift than giving me the gift of five stars so do that on itunes and if you're not subscribing subscribe and if you don't know if one of your friends is listening and they're subscribing, tell them to subscribe. That's the best gift of all. Thank you. Thank you. Where That'll do you? it for us tonight here at Verbal Tab. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time.